We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Today's read, Midnight, a gangster love story by Sister Soldier, Chapter 40, The Connection. Wednesday night at the dojo, me, Amir, and Chris got to talk. It was the first time this week I had showed up without nausea and didn't have to pick up Uma late at night. Her work schedule was back to normal. Now don't go catching feelings when me and the red team come rock y'all blacks on Friday night, Amir joked, but I knew he meant it. Whatever happens, happens, I said. I either get half of yours or you get half of mine, I reminded him. Not half, thirds, Chris reminded us too. We got a game too, on Friday night. It's the green team versus the whites over in Brownsville. He was serious, but we all laughed anyway at the sound of it. Uma was already studying the 100 questions when I arrived home. Naja was her tutor. I showered and joined in. I didn't need to do too much studying. I already knew the majority of the answers. I went to bed early, resting up for the game and whatever else was coming my way. If I could get two good nights sleep, I could be at the top of my skill set. I wondered what Akimi was doing, how she was feeling, how she was looking, and what her family was saying or telling her to do. I drifted off wishing she would call, but not even considering calling her before I knew what verdict was coming from the men in her family. On Thursday, I went on my own to see a property I found in the newspaper Marty Bookbinder had given to me. It was located on Beach 9 in Far Rockaway, Queens. It was a for sale by owner, and the cost was $80,000. The seller was an elderly, short Jew with thick glasses and a slow walk that added 20 extra minutes onto every undertaking. At first, he didn't want to open his front door. I'm sure I looked frightening in my everyday fresh gear. He peered through the body-length rectangular window beside the door. His hand was shaking as he held back his white lace curtain. I pressed the newspaper, ironically called The Connection, up against the glass. He was encouraged to open the door, at least enough for him to talk through the three-inch space that was open, but still chained. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. 
We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Good morning. I saw your advertisement for a house for sale in this newspaper. I'm the one who called and made the 11 a.m. appointment. Well, it's 11 a.m. now and I'm here, I said politely. Who gave you this paper? He asked. What paper? I asked. The newspaper! He responded like he was quick and I was slow. Oh, Marty Bookbinder. He's a friend of mine, but the paper is on sale to the general public at Marty's bookstore. I said. He slid the chain off. Come in, come in, he said, as though I had suddenly given the correct password. Automatically, I hated the furniture and the stale smell of the place. It was a house that had more than anything been lived in. There were things packed up and piled up everywhere in uneven stacks in every room. I loved the house. There were three bedrooms, a small study, a living room with a fireplace, a small dining room, two and a half bathrooms, and a basement. The paneling in the basement was old and out of style, but the basement was finished and even had a small kitchenette. I couldn't really see the kitchen, which was so small you could miss it if you didn't look hard, because they had boxes and papers stacked even on the counters and floors in there. There was a backyard, about 50 feet by 50 feet. More importantly, there was a fence. There was an unused clothing line I knew Uma would like, and a deck where a family could chill and grill or just read a book. It had electric heat and no central air conditioning, but the owner had a big antique air conditioner in his bedroom window, which he claimed worked well, but he would be leaving it behind. The house sat right next door to the house on the left of it, but it was at the end of the block. There was no house to the right of it, only woods, but the beach was around the corner and the street had trees and privacy. Who lives next door, I asked. Good people, the Arnoffs, but they'll be selling soon too. Everybody's going south to Florida, he said. When are you prepared to sell, I asked him. If the money's right, we can vacate by the first of June, he said. No more New York winters for me, he complained. When my tour of his house was over, he asked, who's got the money? He revealed his teeth, which looked like they had $50,000 worth of dental work done on him. Family, I said. How long will it take for you to get clearance on the loan? He asked. I can't wait forever. Then he added with a laugh, I guess you can tell. How long will it take for you to get the inspections? I asked. Fuck inspections. Lawyers and all those other goddamn thieves. The man had an outburst. Why should we give them a piece of our money? My son's an attorney, the lying bastard. I'm an old timer. 
If you want to buy this house, then buy it. If something is broke when you move in, fix it. I'm a straight shooter. I'm asking for $80,000, not a penny less, not a penny more. Wondering if this guy was legit or some kind of senile lunatic, I asked some follow-up questions. You have the deed, right? Of course, he said. No deed, no sale. When I bought this house, they gave me a deed. You buy this house, I give you the deed. Plain and simple. I stood thinking. How fast can you get the money, he asked again. I'll have to let my family see the place first, I told him. Your mother, right? It's always the mother, he said. I smiled. Yes, it is always the mother. No doubt, I agreed. We can come by on Saturday around 5 p.m., I said. Is that good for you? Listen, whoever gets here with the money first gets the house first. I don't care if you carry it in here in a plastic bag. Money is money. Coins are good, too. My wife loves the casino, he said, as long as it adds up to $80,000. Okay, I hear you, I said. Despite the old guy being a bit unstable, I left the house with a good feeling. If I could get a comfortable expression on Uma's face, we could buy it. Although, in the back of my mind, I was thinking how once we paid out the 80 grand, plus whatever side expenses it involved, we would not have one penny savings left in our Uma Designs account. I would only have my small savings and Uma's jewelry as collateral or emergency fund. I also thought about the rent-to-buy option, yet I knew this wasn't available with this guy, who obviously had a little bit of time left and big plans for the money from the sale of his little outdated home. The MVP prize money at the youth league was looking more and more appealing and important to me. It needs work, I told Uma, but it's close enough to Naja's school. We wouldn't lose any of our customers and I walked around the neighborhood. It's mostly older Jewish people, mostly quiet. The backyard is all weeds, but once you put your touch to it, everything will blossom. I know it. And what about Akimi? Will she like it? Uma asked. Akimi likes me. I guess that's good enough, I said, smiling. Oh, Uma said, you must be right. She was smiling. You are both artists. Eventually, the house will become too small to be home to two tremendous talents. But for now, we can make it work, I told Uma. We agreed on Saturday at 4.30 p.m. for a visit. I imagined that no one else would rush there with 80 grand stuffed inside a hefty for the old man.